Welcome to The Collector's House, a Matches Fashion Podcast. I'm Danielle Rodeutchen. Each episode features a conversation with a creative mind about the things that inspire them or that have given their life meaning in some way. From books, to art, to a piece of jewellery, these objects are collected into a cabinet which resides in physical form in the attic at 5 Carlos Place, the Matches Fashion Townhouse in London. Today's guest is Marie-Louise Show. As the daughter of the owner of Il Pelicano, one of the most iconic and storied hotels in the world, she grew up surrounded by the glamour of its jet-set clientele, famously captured in the photographs by Slim Ahrens. She's put her knowledge to good use in her current role as CEO and director of the Il Pelicano group of hotels, there are now three, and her own hospitality consulting business. She's also collaborated with brands such as Birkenstock on a bespoke line of sandals. We sat down to talk about some of the things that inspire her and the stories behind them. Mary Louise, hello. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Um, and. Thank you so much for coming, even though you're very jet-lagged, <laughs> having just travelled to Shanghai for business. You're the CEO and director of the Il Pelicano Hotels Group. Yes. Yeah? Um, and that means that you're in charge of the design and the aesthetic, but also the day-to-day running um, I'm of the I'm in charge hotels. of pretty much everything you see you're the and big kind boss. of experience. <laughs> no, I... Um, 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 yeah, so I do a bit of, quite a bit of everything, and then there's an amazing team. So the Il Pelicano Hotel yeah. is, the, is one in the group yeah. that was opened in the 60s by a Brit called Michael Graham. Um, and your father subsequently bought it off him in, during the 70s. Um, it, it was famous for it. Well, it still is famous, but in its heyday, I guess, well, in that 60s, 70s world of jet set glamour. Um, and it's famous for having lots of celebrity guests such as Sophia Loren and Monica Vitti. Charlie Chaplin, I think, had a villa there. Um, and everyone since has stayed there, from Kate Moss to Jackie Onassis. Um, and it's famous for its white and yellow striped sun mm. parasols. Um, and also for having, having a very beautiful look that's sort of synonymous with that Italian glamour and Riviera style. Um, so you must have spent your entire childhood there, or around there, or having been aware of it? I did. I grew up, I was part of the furniture. I still am, pretty mm. much, but now I'm just more yeah. active part of the furniture. Um, yeah, I grew up there. I went there every summer, because that was... Um, so it's in, so I should have said where it is, actually. So it's in Italy. It's in Italy. don't know. It's in Tuscany, on the yeah. southern uh, part of Tuscany, on the coast. So yeah. Tuscany is kind of known for Chianti and all the, the inland more, and all Florence and around that. So... Uh, that whole peninsula, the Monte Argentario Peninsula, is, is where the Pelicano is. is um, it's quite un, un, unspoiled and mm. uh, off the beaten track. Mm. Um, I mean, Pelicano is well known, but it's kind of wild and beautiful up there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we used to go all the time because my dad uh, brought my mum there. That's how he found the Pelicano was he, my mum only spoke English. And so the only place he could take her in Italy that everyone spoke English was this Pelicano. So I used to go there um, for weekends and uh, started, he, we kind of became part of this members club, let's call mm. it. It wasn't a real members club, but it was a members club, um, unofficially. And, uh, and then the owners wanted to sell and, and he bought it. So we kind of, you know, 
being growing up there in the summers. So your home was there? No, no, home was always in Rome, but mm. summer home was there. Mm. Tell me a story about something you remember from when you were young, oh. hanging out there. Do you have a couple of hours? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really fun. I mean, it was kind of really formative. And obviously, the more the 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 the, the, the bigger I get, to not say the older I grow, um, but I realize how how formative it was because um, you know it was kind of this world. No, and as a child, you see all the adult world already in a complete like all manner. No, and the, in, and then you had the whole like glamour element to it and you had this really strong nature and it was this kind of world that we weren't allowed to so with my brothers we kind of hide behind bushes and look at these fabulous parties that were going on and it was just kind of this dimension you know um different dimension um and it was i, I just have this very strong memory of very uh, elegance like everyone was really elegant but um it was a kind of elegance that wasn't screaming so, you know, it was, everyone was just fabulously dressed, but very subtle. Um, no one ever needed to scream and yell and show that they were powerful or wealthy. Or, I mean, it was really a kind of a very sophisticated, um, but at the same time, quite low-key kind of elegance. So this, I think, was really formative. And I tried to kind of preserve it when we repositioned it and relaunched it and redesigned it, was to keep that world as I saw it as a child, which was a kind of a time capsule, but not in a nostalgic manner, just in a way keeping certain values there um so yeah do you think people so you remember all these fabulous people yeah um anyone in particular that stands out well there was a, I, there was this america quite a few now i can't remember their names um it was a while ago but um we had them all in the pelicano book no i don't know if you saw that book yeah. the, with all the slim aaron's picture and i remember slim coming there all the time mm. and uh, and that was, again, really formative in some way because, you know, you have this photographer shooting all these fabulous people. And I was like, why is he doing that? Mm. And, you know, um, so there was this American couple and she was incredibly chic with the, her two little Jack Russells. And um, there, were, there were so many beautiful women and men. I just remember the seersucker suits, all these men in seersucker suits. It really stuck to me. And um, my mom was kind of slim irons as muse she'd be prancing around in all sorts of fabulous gowns and if there was you know an eclipse that you could only see in mexico she'd throw a party at the pelicano so um it was really fun do you <laughs> she'd think go around with capucci dresses and an eye patch because she had really bad eye problem just looking so fabulous um so there was a, it was a really kind of fun world to be an observer of do you think people dressed better then uh i think maybe there was a bit more care um, and I think there was a slight formality, which um, was nice as well. I wouldn't say they dress better. I Did mean, people I would, dress? <laughs> <laughs> because obviously the mood, it's a holiday destination, so the mood is generally relaxed, but people still took the time to get dressed for but dinner. But they still do, I have to say, which is really nice. Like, they still, they still do yeah. take, like, make the effort, the, both the ladies and the gents. They mm. make an effort. So you know this podcast, we have a special format to it where we ask our guests to choose five things that inspired them and that they would put into the cabinet at Five Carlos Place. So the first thing you chose um, was a painting that you did when you studied at the Rhode Island School of Design. Yes. Um, tell me a bit about that. Um, I really, I was thinking about this last night and, and I, and I love this painting because one of the things that I wanted to study was possibly painting. But um, my dad, who was a 
business plan and um, he was just like no you should do painting you shouldn't I was like yeah I was like, filmmaking it's like no 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 and um, <laughs> not that he wanted uh, forced me to study architecture but he was like no you should do something a bit more practical but from a businessman's point of view of course meanwhile my mom's a painter um, that's why they're happily divorced but um, <laughs> so I really liked this teacher was very formative to me. Um, he was an amazing, besides painter, but just amazing human, Alfred de Credico. And he um, he taught me how to be, I think he just taught everyone. And that was a bit, the quality of the, the school had was to teach you everything as a fine art, even architecture. So it really was about questioning uh, thing, everything and, and, and liberating and, and not um, having any boundaries of, um, you know, how, how tall a door should be. I mean, those practical things that you learn, I think, just in life. And and whilst at Rizzi and this painter just taught me to be free. And he always, um, he always pushed me and pushed everyone to to find that inside themselves. And, and I, and I love that painting because it was really liberating to do it. And, um, and I always think I need to pick up painting again. And I never do. Do you have because any other? my business side kicked <laughs> in, damn it. <laughs> Do you have any other hobbies? Um, well, I do draw, but I'd like to paint. Mm. Paint, yeah. Mm. Is there art on the wall at Il Pelicano, or did you grow up around art? Well, I grew up in Rome, so I mean, I think that qualifies as growing up around art. And I grew up also at La Pasta Vecchia, which is kind of a museum in itself. Um, it's got the biggest kind of collection of. Uh, a renaissance uh, furniture and when my father got that from getty it was exactly so that's the second hotel that's the second in the group. hotel yep. yeah and so i think i mean i grew i definitely grew up in a very aesthetic culture um and city and my mom is a super aesthetic person my father as well and then um i studied i did my gcse's and a levels in, in art and art history so mm. i kind of tend to like art a lot Tell me a bit about the interior design of Il Pelicano. Um, when Michael Graham first built it, it had a look and feel, and then your f and then your dad, when he took it on, was um, credited with making with not changing it too much, but making it more comfy and more homey, putting a lift in and making it yes. easier for guests to get around. Um, but it seems that that kind of original aesthetic has been maintained. Can you talk a bit about what that look is and what yeah, it means? Yeah, I mean that was my whole uh, when when. I started working at the Pelicano by mistake. Oh, yeah. How did that happen? Not by mistake, but I mean, my father, I just finished university, or not just a couple of years after I finished university, and um, and my father said, oh, I need to redo two bathrooms at the Pelicano. Will you, do you mind doing them? I mean, you went to architecture did school. Did he pay you? Um, I don't think he did, actually. Oh. No. That's a really good point. <laughs> um, and so I redid these two bathrooms, and, and, and then he... I told him, I said, I think you need to reposition the, the you know, you should redo the whole hotel because it was starting to get kind of tired. Um, and uh, and he said, well, do it. I said, well, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, but I can definitely interview like architects. Um, I didn't feel confident. I mean, um, so I interviewed all these great architects, fabulous architects, but no one was getting the point of the hotel. And I thought, um, all right, well, I'll, I might get it wrong. Chances are I'll screw it up somewhere. But I know this place. I know it's DNA. I know what it's about. So let me try. So I kind of oof, tapped my nose and, and I was given a budget, which was enormous for me. I mean, it was again three years after college. And, um, and in one winter, we did most of the hotel. 
And I got so passionate about like giving something a second life, you know, that uh, then I got into the graphics and this, everything that was the sales materials and started getting into the nitty gritty of, of it all. And the interior design part, to go back to your question, was um, obviously the first part of this renovation was to look at how it was because I could remember it, but I needed some photographs. So I called Slim Aaron's and I said, Slim, do you have... Um, can I see your pictures? Because I have to redo the Pelicano. And and he'd seen me, you know, as a child all the way mm. through teenage years. And he said, no, I just saw, you know, I just sold my archive to Getty Images. You're going to have to go to London and get it. And uh, and so I did. And I came here and I went to Getty and I found piles of boxes. And that's, I thought, God, we have to make a book with all of this stuff. So I got all the info and inspo for the interior design. And at the same time, just piled up all these pictures and then with the fabulous team put the book together. Amazing. So let's talk about Slim Aaron's in a moment, but first of all, tell me about the second thing that you'd put into the cabinet upstairs here at Five Carlos Place. It's an old Bulgari necklace that my mom has been wearing forever. And as a child, I just remember, again, at her days at the Pelicano, I remember her with this necklace. And, um, and she has a lot of, on, on every stone and the gold part of the stone there's a date with something significant in in her life and she's had really wow. significantly interesting life and <laughs> one of them was that she was on a hijacked plane so hang on <laughs> let's talk about your mum in, yeah. in the, in the con maybe that's good to talk about her in the context of this um object from your cabinet um so she seems like a very glamorous woman um tell me a bit about her background and how she ends up with your dad she um, she is French Irish. Her mother was French and her father's Irish, and she was born and brought up in New York. Um, very kind of um, formal family. Um, her her grandfather was one of the founders of Kodak, so it's a really old like um, story, uh, cinema and arts and things like that. But anyway, um, yeah, she was a, a kind of, not a wild child, but very different from her brothers and sisters, Americans who never kind of left America and stuff like that. And she just uh, was always into like, you know, classical music and art and travel. And she just came to Italy one weekend and decided to stay. Mm. Never learned properly Italian, but anyway. So she met my dad in Rome in the 70s, I think. Um, what kind of stuff did she wear? Yeah, photos of it. Oh, God, Capucci. I mean, she was wearing <laughs> Capucci all the time. And she was writing for Harper's Bazaar for a long time. Um, just, just anything. And whatever she wears, even if she buys it at like a second, 25th hand store, she looks fabulous. She's just really super stylish. And she, you know, really red hair, just fabulous. And uh, yeah, so. And she became a, she was amused to slim. Aaron's she was. Who, they would travel a lot together. So and and so just going back to Slim Aaron's then and the photos that he was taking. I mean, he he was obviously part of the scene. So you have these incredibly um, these photos that feel incredibly relaxed, and he manages to capture that. He has sort of all access. Absolutely, um, and there was no like there wasn't. He just had an assistant really, but it's not that he had you know the the light thing and this that the other. It was all really natural, and and I think that's why he really fitted in because it wasn't an imposing thing. I mean, there was just a. Joie de vivre, not the Pelicano in the air. There's something also magic there. Uh, but I think people really enjoyed it. Mm. I mean, you can see it from all his photographs now, no? I mean, What's your fa what, what, what are your favourite photos that he took? Well, there's one of my parents, which is just brilliant. 
which is so fab. Let me see if, if we find it. Could, should we put that in the cabinet as well? Or should yeah. we put the one of your mum with the necklace? Or both? We could do both. <laughs> no, that's a really great. And I remember that really well when he took it and he they moved the couch from upstairs to the garden and, and my mum and her whole drama. And then you've also chosen for your cabinet a Pink Floyd box set. Actually, no. Let's go before we go on to the ne- before we go on to that. Let's talk about your rings because I oh. think it's good to continue the jewellery theme. Yes, I know you you love jewellery, or you you're sort of we're quite big on jewellery. When I first met you, um, I noticed all your amazing rings that you were wearing in a very elegant way. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Um, I go through phases. Sometimes I'm really minimalist, <laughs> but I never take these off. So um, these I've been wearing for literally, I think my son is seventeen, so for about twenty years. What, that you bought? You that bought I your... got. My ex-husband gave these to me, and um, and I literally look. My my finger is completely. <laughs> besides, it needs a tan. A tan. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really like the weight of these. Besides the emotional so attachment, two heavy gold rings. Very. And everyone quite asks large. me. Were they um, from someone in particular? Or were they they were from Pomelato. Then they stopped Pomelato. making them, and then. Um, and they've made, they just made them again. I don't know if they made them empty or if they made them solid again. Are but those, there's something, those are solid. Yeah, and there's something heavy. about the weight that I really like, and that's why I can't take them off for both um, emotional, let's say, reasons and just memories, and then I just feel naked without them. I cannot. I mean, these things are just stuck to my hand. <laughs> so we definitely can't put those in the cabinet. Maybe No, can, absolutely um, not. Maybe we, can take a, maybe we have a photo or something. And then this is my dog. <laughs> it's a ring of a dog. Is it? Is it? Is it? Do you actually have a dog? A real I have life two dog? Dogs. What kind of dogs? They're dachshunds. They're in the edit. Are you a dog person? I am. I am. I love dogs. I just I called them yesterday. Um, didn't have a long conversation, strangely <laughs> enough, but uh, I just wanted them to hear my voice because I've been out and about for so long, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing them on Sunday. Did you have dogs home. growing up? Yes, we had whippets. And what's your son up to these days? He's in school in Switzerland, and he's a full-on teenager, and um, <laughs> he's fabulous. I feel very lucky to have such a wonderful son. And so what about this um, Pink Floyd box set? Is this a music, you, you put that on your, li- your list of things you put in the, in, in the cabinet. Yeah. Is that a, is, are we well, I love music. music. I re- I'm, I'm a big music fan, and, um, and I have a very kind of social job. Um, always, you know, with people from the office to then in the hotels, and I actually really do like being alone um, a lot, and um, and I really like spending time with music and in music. Um, obviously, I like architecture because that's what I studied. And Pink Floyd, I find them really architectural sounds, and just they have a space. Um, and I've always l- listened to them since I'm 14, and I still love them. So that box set, I remember being something I was really excited to get because it was really rare. And so to have the to have that is just I love it. And I I tried to get my son into it, but he's into rap right now and trap <laughs> and other stuff. I'm like, no, you gotta listen to this stuff. Um, so did- it just brings me back. There's if there's one one song that's not in that box set, but it's Pink Floyd. That if I could choose a song to match exactly my personality, would be Echoes from a, a, um, an album of uh, Pink Floyd in Pom- that they did in Pompeii. So I just really like it. Which album is it? Live at Pompeii, which was kind of half improvised, half not. 
And just, how, how do you think it represents you? Oh, it's very, very complex. <laughs> Lots of layers. And it lasts, like, I think 13 minutes or something really long. Um, There's but, a sort of meditative element to those to those Pink Floyd songs and those solos that go on forever. And yes. Is that your... Do you meditate? And do you find how do you find a way to... Um, Turn off from the kind of party lifestyle, the noise, the social element. I don't of your have work. a party lifestyle, by the way. I need some more of that. But um, <laughs> Elena's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not the party lifestyle. Maybe that was a bit too throwaway. But maybe more something. You know, your your work is making sure that people do get to have a good time and yeah. enjoy themselves. So you sort of have to be there. Yes. No. No. I. I definitely. I really love what I do, and I love people. I mean, I love. I'm. I'm super interested in the human being in general. Um. And one of the other things I would have loved to study was psychology. So I think it's all these interests kind of in some way kind of come together in the job I do. Um. But I definitely like my space, and I like to be alone. I really love it, and I find it really just grounding because I think when you're around people all, a lot. Um, it, it's also t- tiring and kind of draining in some way and I just like to reconnect and realign and is that and yes, every day or once in a while what to, to be alone oh no at le- like at, at least a day a week I mean there's some weekends that I literally stay home and listen to music all day long and read and just ah oh, and I'm <laughs> I need it mm. but I mean I'm I'm quite um opposites yeah have, have you opposites. always have you always worked really because it seems like you and this is obviously a big full-time job you have and yeah I really enjoy what I do yeah I was terrible in school so I never thought I'd be like driven to work mm-hmm. um hard yeah um but um I really enjoy it yeah and your homes I mean your home your person where you live I was thinking as opposed to hotel homes but have been photographed several times for fabulous publications and the interior is beautiful. Um, do you decorate your own space yourself? Yes, and I also decorate the hotels myself. <laughs> so is the style similar or do you like to do something different? No, I think my home is a bit more like, um, it, it, it's a bit darker no? in mm. some way. Like, uh, So when, you, um, where, and where, when you're looking for stuff to buy for homes or interiors, are you, do you go to markets or where do you look? Yeah, well, I go to sometimes I go to Porta Portese, which is a market in Rome. I find a lot of stuff online, also on eBay, and <laughs> a lot of stuff I design for the hotels. Um, now the, the the new hotel in Ischia, I mean, it's just completely stuff. It's it they're all the hotels are designed as if it was a home, really, because I do we do it all in, in internally. So it's all like different references from like the, one of the dining rooms at the Mezzatorre Hotel is. I just realized because I've always had an obsession with this bracanier fabric and I just realized that it was What is it? What is bracanier fabric? It's a it's a Pierre Frey brand basically and it's this So beaut- Pierre Frey does all the fabrics for your hotels. No, just in that in this specific case of Mezzatorre mm. and there was this kind of tent, existing tent and I we had to redo the tent and I really wanted to amplify the whole tent feeling of it and I got this this fabric which I couldn't put where I had, you know, where it was coming from but I loved it for years and it was my first boyfriend's family house that had this whole thing so it's there's a lot of personal um references in in all the interiors of the hotels and but they're all just happy i just want to make like happy nice little um worlds you know and not i don't mean happy in a in a cheesy way but just places that make you kind of smile now i think as a hotel people we have um a big responsibility we have people's time you know and and i think that is really the biggest luxury, and 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 uh, 
And I think it's our responsibility to put a smile on your face. And and with, with everything we do, we do it in the best way possible. But and um, but we don't want to be pompous. You know, there's so many hotels that are so arrogant and pompous. And what are, do you mean by that? Well, in their interior design and everything, they're like really like formal and uh, um, and I. I read a nice quote by your dad about Il Pelicano and he, it, with regards to the design and he said how he always feels like something has to be a bit off to make it... It does. ...to make it feel... Yeah, I think there always has to be a homey. little bit of a dissonance, no? a little bit of a friction. I mean, there's something has to be not exactly perfect. And I think um, there's harmony. I mean, overall, everything is super harmonious, but I mean, you'll see, you'll have yeah. to come. Yeah, but definitely, I think one of the the, the strengths of, of our hotels is that is that like personal approach, and when yeah. when <coughs> we say it's like feels like a home, you know, I think a lot of hotels say, oh, you know, home away from home, which is great, but <laughs> but you but for us it really is a home, like for me it is a home. I grew up there, and and um, just our way of doing, and I think for everyone who works there too, there's people really like enjoy. Um, working in in our group because it's like a big family what about fashion um your the the hotel has a history of um hosting lots of fashion designers from emilio pucci and um fendi was there i know um elsa peretti the jewelry designer mm-hmm. spent time there um and you yourself have collaborated with designers um i know you've just brought out a line of sandals with birkenstock mm-hmm. for example um <laughs> What's your personal take on style? Anything that is well made, beautifully crafted and well thought out of, mm. I really like. Well, I think at the hotels, I definitely dress up more. Um, I try and not... I, I love, play, you know, well-cut suit, but I can't go around on the beach with a well-cut yes. suit. Um, so I try to kind of mix it up a bit. So in the edit, for example, um, there's, you know... A, a when you say the edit, you mean the edit you've done for Matches yes. Fashion? Yeah. Yeah, so there's quite a few, like, blazers and things because... Um, who does a good blazer? Oh, there's quite a few who do good blazers. I think Juliva makes great blazers. Juliva Heritage Collection. I think Palace makes great blazers. Um, so having a good cut blazer is, is, is really great. But, I mean, I pair it up with a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. I try to kind of find that good balance to look like... I'm working because I'm also in the office behind the scenes, so I couldn't exactly go in like shorts and stilettos. But then at the same time, I'm with you know guests having lunch, so I can't go with a suit. So I have to find the right balance of, of uh, looking as if I'm working and on vacation all at the same time. And definitely at night, I'm have got a vacation look because you don't want to see people look working. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. <laughs> so. you kill their buzz. Yes, kill yeah. their buzz. I have to watch out. I don't. I can't kill their buzz. So what's next for you in terms of your work and the hotel, what's coming up in the next year or so? Oh God, we're always um, doing lots of stuff. Um, I think I'm going to take a little, little bit of vacation maybe in June, <laughs> which sounds crazy, but um, we definitely, you know, we're going to fine tune our third hotel, which is the one in Ischia. We're looking for other properties. I'm doing my <laughs> consulting. And so, I mean, have you ever just... thought of opening outside of Italy? Yeah, we did. And um, but first we want to kind of master Italy. And I think it's also based on opportunities, you know, like um, we found this place. My brother found this place in, in, in Mezzatorre and it was just kind of a no brainer. Um, to do that, although we had initially said, oh, let's not open a ho- another seasonal hotel, and then we saw that, and uh, we're just like, this is the place. So it really depends. It, we, we definitely want to open something more hotels in Italy. Um, 
and then hopefully also somewhere else. Exciting. Yes, very. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. That was an episode of The Collector's House, a Matches Fashion podcast. You can find more episodes and more about Five Carlos Place on the Matches Fashion website. And you can join the conversation on social media by searching for at Matches Fashion, at Matches Fashion Man and the hashtag Five Carlos Place. Thanks for listening.